Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dawson's Darlings. We are in between seasons. And as you may know, we like to do a hiatus episode where we recap a nostalgic favorite movie. And this time we picked Coyote Ugly. Excellent. Excellent pick. That was you. Excellent pick. I mean, this movie has a very special place in my heart. How dare you all give it a 23 on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, guys? How very dare you all? Um, I mean, it's not, it's no Stevie Spiels. What well, could be? <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it's not that bad. It's not 23%. It's not, I mean, give me. High 40s, at least. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. <laughs> Bare minimum 47%. I would have personally given it a 58 million. <laughs> wow. Big fan <laughs> of Coyote Ugly over here. Big Coyote Head over here. <laughs> <laughs> this movie premiered August 4th in the year 2000. It was written by Gina Wenkos, who wrote Princess Diaries 1 and 2. Nice. So, and was directed by David McNally, who directed Kangaroo Jack. Oh, wow. Solid resume. Budget um, of $45 million, opening weekend, $17.3 million. Worldwide gross, $113.9 million. Every dollar of that has been earned. Mm-hmm. May I add in a relevant and interesting fact? Would be honored if you would. Kevin Smith, you know, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Jersey famous. Yes, yes, yes. He actually did a un, an uncredited pass of the movie that was not used. Bummer. Would have it, been a much different movie, I presume. Yes, it is a bummer. In an interview with the director, it said that his pass was terrific, however, very raunchy and a lacked emotional story, which is all of Kevin Smith's movies. So it was on brand for him. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a dig. I love Kevin Smith. However, one one single solitary line that Kevin Smith wrote and pitched made it into the film, and we'll get there. Is it? And that's Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Damn it, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first of all, you watched it. You rented it digitally, right? Yeah. Yeah. I used um, to have the DVD, but I guess, like, what are DVDs anymore? <laughs> As we just had a conversation about how I have like 1,500. And then yeah. right here on my bookshelf is like a shelf of DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff when they're extra special to me. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. Um, as we are entering an age, a, um, a digital age of everything is like Spotify where it's like you get, you just listen to it, but you don't truly own it. Mm-hmm. Or even if you buy it digitally, if you purchase it digitally, it could like go away as um, album, you know, record companies get bought up or dissolved or the um, rights switch from like ABC to Disney to Fox. Yeah, to, that's all the same. Scooter Braun to Taylor Swift, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. All, all these things that you like. And you're a Braun head. You fucking love Scooter <laughs> Yeah, listen, no one loves Scooter Braun's career more than me. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. And I want to be really clear about that. That's a joke because did you see the breaking news like 20 minutes ago? No. Live Nation, which owns Ticketmaster, right. is being investigated. Oh yeah, for the like chokehold it has on the industry. And I'll say this: 
say what you want about Swifties, but don't don't say it out loud because they'll fucking come for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you want something done? Tell Swifties about it. Yeah. Anyway, so I buy I buy things when I'm like, oh, I really liked this movie. I'm gonna buy it because I want to own it and know that I can have it. Mm, that's the point of this romantic. rant is to tell you that on the Coyote Ugly DVD, one of the um, available now also on DVD was Gone in sixty seconds, and I nice. forgot Angelina Jolie was in that. Oh sure, I've never seen it. I saw it. Like I wouldn't. It's not something that would interest me now. But um, as I was watching it, they were showing like the poster for it. And it's just Nicolas Cage gone in 60 seconds. And it's like him and a fucking car. And then at the corner is a picture of Angelina Jolie. She doesn't even get top billing. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That what is are we nuts. talking about, One Trio? Coyote Ugly. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Tell me everything. Oh, God. Um, okay, so to the year 2000, I was a ripe, I was at the ripe tender age of 12 years old, 13 oh, years on. old. God, yeah. you're great. That's nice for you. That's that's so nice for you. So this was a very, uh, I was very impressioned. I was a highly impressionable kid and this movie made an impression on me. So appropriately described. Um, I <laughs> just writer. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved everything about um, everybody in this film. Basically, yeah. like I thought, I thought Lil was so cool. It made me want to be a bartender. And the closest thing I ever got was bartending at a Carabas Italian Grill. Um, oh, in Jersey? Oh, yeah. So I'm basically a coyote. I wanted to ask you if you had any, um, did you recognize anybody? First of all, I'm going to start calling you Jersey. Second of all, did you recognize anybody in the movie? Third of all, as the voice of the Tri-State area, do you have any general just like statements? That you want to make? <laughs> did I recognize anybody in the movie because it takes place in New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, um, the very first scene in the pizza place I, I feel, I mean, there's no way that that was actually shot in Jersey, but I feel like that was an accurate depiction of a Jersey pizza place. Nice. I like Just that. even from everything on the walls, the vibe, the color, the lighting, I was like, yeah, I've been in there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It just made me want pizza, is all. Mm, God, amazing. I love pizza. Um, I also, listen, I'm not trying to be a stickler. However, I am the voice of the tri state area. Some say that. I don't know who. <laughs> I had, I held an issue with the accents. Because it's like the director told Melanie Linsky, he was like, listen, do your best Jersey accent. And she was like, my best accent from as like Rizzo from Greece? Got it. So she was doing some like accent from Greece, the movie. John Goodman, I think, I don't know if he's actually from New Jersey originally, but he was fine. I didn't have an issue with her, him, they. Um, and then Piper Paravo didn't have a Jersey accent whatsoever. She was saying words all wrong. So I was like, you know what? If you're going to take place in New Jersey, at least like, come on, give me a little bit of a. Do you yeah. even know at this point, do you know that you're doing the gesture? I could see myself, but I do do it. Do do. I, I, <laughs> I do it in my life, like naturally. <laughs> just like, it's just flailing around there. <laughs> But the important thing is that my wrist isn't flailing. It's it's a small movement. Sure. <laughs> Wouldn't know. Not allowed to. 
<laughs> not allowed to. Not allowed to. You know who else wouldn't know? The audience, because this is a podcast. Yeah, I want to be really clear that when we're talking about hand gestures that Zaz is allowed to do and I'm not allowed to do, it's the it's the Italian hand gesture. Yeah, when you like put your index and middle finger, gently touch the tip of your thumb. Just the tip. And then you just give a little shake, a gentle shake. No flaily wrists. I don't want to see any of that, but just a little. Uh. <laughs> um, I have thoughts on the cast. One, John Goodman. Just a delight. He's always a delight. Always has been. Always will be. Yeah. When they, in the movie, she's like, please, this guy's a 10. Yeah. Some days 12. Oh, <laughs> he is. Um, Melanie Lipinski. Linsky. Linsky? Yes. L- Linsky? Melanie Linsky is her name. <laughs> Melanie, <How>? Melanie Lipinski. <laughs> Who's Melanie Lipinski? <laughs> oh, just go with her. <laughs> we go back. We go back. Oh, you know what? I'm combining her and Jonathan with Mickey. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible combo. I know. Anyway, what's her name? She's great. Melanie Linsky. Again, has always been great, will always be great. Love her. Yes. And she just won an Emmy for Yellow Jackets, as she nice. should have, by the way. Have you oh, seen okay. Yellow Jackets yet? No. Is it on Showtime? I don't get that. It's on Showtime. Just do a month for free and then cancel. I will. That's why I ha- I'm paying for Apple TV because I forgot. You'll trust me. Just like <laughs> sign up and then cancel. You still get your month. Sign up and cancel in the same motion. Oh, okay. You still I get your month. I guarantee you're going to finish. In fact, it's uh, Yellow Jackets is coming back soon. Just wait until the second season. Okay. Oh, good. All right. All right. Um, also, Piper Paralinsky? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Piper Perbman. <laughs> no one's listening anymore. Anyway, um, I like her a lot. She's excellent. She's excellent in everything she does. Big voter advocate. Oh, is she? Great. Yeah. She's got BVE, big voter energy. That's something that she also had cool. very cool hair. I always wanted her hair. Like her hair was goals back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Big time. Who else from the cast? Um uh Adam Garcia. Whatever happened to him? He, because everyone had a crush on him when this movie came out, including oh my myself in his little accent. Yes. Um, so, but, and I feel so like cool. he had the potential of being like a big early 2000s heartthrob, but he kind of disappeared after this movie. Um, he still works. Um, he's in a show called The Serpent Queen, Death on the Nile, Death Link, Mouthful of Death. No, I'm just kidding. Mouthful of Death. <laughs> Um, he was in the code as Perry Benson. Nah. Oh, you know, he, you know, he didn't want to do rom-coms. I get it. Yeah. Oh, he was in Kangaroo Jack. He was the voice of Kangaroo Jack. That tracks. Uh, oh, he was in Riding Cars with Boys. That movie was good. Oh yeah. He was the son. Mm-hmm. He was the boy. Yes. But as a grown up. Oh, copy, copy, copy. <laughs> he wasn't a child actor. <laughs> Three years after this movie was made. <laughs> he is a, uh, uh, what's a chameleon? A Kevin of all trades. Oh. Um, Maria Bello. Oh, she was so cool in this movie. I, like, wanted to be like her. I know. She's so she was in cool. she had a She's had a very storied career. Storied indeed. I was confused why... 
Tyra Banks. I wonder if Tyra Banks signed. Yeah, no, I know. I wonder (laughs) why. I wonder if Tyra Banks signed on to this movie as just like a, I'll be in this movie as a main character, quote unquote, but like, I don't really want to be in it. (laughs) Right? Like Tyra Banks is a huge name. So that's a big casting decision. But then they quickly, after like 10 minutes, they're like, she's going to law school. She's not really going to be in this. And then they bring her back for the very final scene. And then they're like, Tyra Banks, everyone. And you're like, but she's not. She's on the cover. I know, but she's not really in the movie. So I just am what, I'm so curious as to how that all went down. Because Piper, let's just call her by her name, Violet, replaces her character, Tyra Banks' character in the movie. Like, that's the premise of the story. So I just am so confused why Tyra Banks was cast and then kind of written out of it. Maybe they were like, this movie is not diverse enough. <laughs> we're not going to put a movie in the year 2000 with just four white women. Let's bring on Tyra Banks. But... She's got to go to law school. Gotta get her out. <laughs> she can't really be in it. Yeah, she's got to be smart. Yeah, but that fixes the diversity problem. So we're fine. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't think so. Not enough tire banks. And to round out the cast, Bridget Moynihan. Oh, my God. What's your thoughts Just, on Bridget Moynihan? No notes. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've covered the the IMDb profile of Kyle. We have Shotley. not. <laughs> oh, we we have not. We're missing somebody. The Russian girl. Y- yes, that as well. Um, what did she do after this? Let's see. Let's take I don't a look know. Here. I think she was just kind of like a model, and also we had a lot of great cameos in the um, crowd at Coyote Ugly Bar. Yeah, would you like to say some? Oh, she's not. How dare you? She oh, was who just, is she? She was in Chicago Fire. Oh, okay. She's Katya. Big roll. We're all my Chicago Fire friends. Chicago Fireheads. We're all my Chicago Fireheads. Okay, so some of the cameos we see in the crowd at the bar include Johnny Knoxville. Mm-hmm. He's the Alex- blonde guy. No, he's he has brown hair. Right? Oh, he's, he's with the blonde, blonde guy. guy. He's with oh, the blonde guy. He's not the blonde guy? No, he's next to the blonde guy. Okay, sorry. Apology accepted. I'm a big <laughs> Knoxville head. <laughs> Um, Alex Borstein, who I also worked with, she's at the very, very end bidding on John Goodman. Oh, yeah, what baby. Do I know her from? She's Lois, Lois Griffin, Mad TV. That's what Marvelous it is. Marvelous Mrs. Mycel. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. You would know. You heard it here first. No, Maisel. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Yeah. I mean, Alex Borstein has a huge comedy career. Um, speaking of huge comedy careers, there's somebody else you're missing. Who? Caitlin Olsen. Oh my god, real uh, oh, She's a bidder, like the first round of bidding. Wow, that's her? Yeah. You know, I was I was watching it and I was like, wow, this woman's face like feels familiar to me, but I would have never have thought it was Caitlin Olsen. Same. That's that was me too. And then I saw the credits. I happened to be looked. At, I just happened to be looking up at the credits. And I was like, I gotta fucking rewind these credits because then a couple like seconds later, it was like Johnny Knoxville. I was like, Hang on, I gotta rewind all this shit and look at it. Really, that's amazing. Go Kate yeah. Olsen. She's so great. Got the who's who of um, BG work, you know? Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just assumed that that blonde guy was Johnny Knoxville. Because he was just like a skinny white boy that was going a little crazy to see ladies. So. Shaking they thing. Music-wise. Um, this soundtrack also ruled my life at the time. And you know what? 
respect to the producers for buying these songs and then getting their money's worth because we hear every song maybe two or three times throughout the movie. They're like, we're paying for Unbelievable by EMF. We're listening to it four times. So yeah, (laughs) you're welcome. Kid Rock, we're using it from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And they got got Leanne Rimes. Ugh, Leanne Rimes does all the vocals in this movie. Can I say something about that? You may. Thank you. Um, Great vocal acting on her part because she, when it's Piper singing, when it's Violet singing, it does not sound like, it sounds like a good singer, but it doesn't sound like here's a fucking polished country pop star who is going to just have a chokehold on your emotions. It just sounds like just a a nice voice. And it doesn't sound like Leanne Rimes, which is great. It does not sound like Leanne Rimes. It's her the entire time. It's her the whole time. The whole time. (laughs) Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. (laughs) Before you said that, you were just a, uh, just doing, just reacting to yourself, doing different voices. (laughs) Can you you imagine what it's like to be me throughout a whole day of like being by myself? I imagine it often. Aww. I just said I imagine it. I didn't say anything else. Mm. I was waiting for the song. I was waiting to hate the song because it's been so long. It's such like a 2000s song. When it came on. Like, Can't Fight the fucks. Moonlight? Yeah, still fun. That song really does still hit. Can't yeah. Fight the Moonlight. No. Oh, my God. Like, I can just, <laughs> I can just, I'm transported back into my best friend at the time, Kate, not anymore, um, Katie Keogh's house in her room when we were what in. What is her address? I don't know what it is now. Find it. <laughs> but at the time, her and I loved this movie so much. We watched it all the time. And we were just like pretending to sing this song all the time. Um, and then the song at the end, that's also Leanne Rhymes About like having the memories. Please remember. That's not mm. Leanne Rhymes. It is Ple- Leanne Rimes. I think, yeah, Rimes. all of them are. Yeah. They got her. Might as well use her. <laughs> um, great song. Mm. It was all great because it, it was a moment in time and it was perfect. Yeah. The knots. Mm. The early knots. Well, the, the knots are like the, the 90s and the aughts. It's the early aughts. Early knots. <laughs> the early aughts. I used to be really embarrassed to say early aughts. The aughts. Because I think it's a yeah, stupid word. I agree. But it is what it is. That's where we're at right now. It ought to be what it is. Do you have a live audience here today? Obviously. Obviously. Ticketmaster handled the uh, ticket sales super well. So we got a packed house. Everyone paid roughly $22,000 for their ticket. So Wow. A discount. Mm. Verified fans. Yeah. There was a pre-sale code and all that. So Wow. Amazing. Really yeah. amazing. Really amazing. <laughs> they are so fucked. <laughs> I know. But good, <laughs> something has to change. Why, like get, getting tickets to see a concert should not be so stress-inducing. Yes. What else should, about this movie? Should we, yeah, should we keep talking about the movie? Sure. Um, yeah, so wait, where are we? Oh, so Violet, they really make a whole big deal about Violet, who is from South Amboy, moving to New York City. Um, again, some people call me the voice of the tri-state area. Oh. I grew up in New Jersey as well. Moving to New York City is not that big of a deal. <laughs> I, yes, thank you. (laughs) 
I mean, they're treating it like she's moving across the country. Like even the tearful goodbye. Yeah. The tearful goodbye with her best friend when she drops her off in Chinatown. She's like, well, you know, it's not goodbye. I'm going to be home every Sunday. It's like, yeah, of course you are. You live in New York City and you're from New Jersey. Like just skipping over the river. Arguably, she didn't even need to move to New New York City. No, she could have commuted. For what though? Like she got this job at Coyote Ugly because she needed money because she lived in New York City to make it. Nothing she was doing in New York City could not have been done for. This is the biggest piece of advice that I did not take in film school. Mm. And I'm going to say it to somebody. Please, God, take this advice. For free. This is on the house, you guys. This one's on the house. Live as cheap as you can for as long as you can. Hell yeah. She should have stayed at that house with her dad and just been fucking putting out tapes, sending them out, doing all that stuff. Yeah. For free. She had to go be on her own in this disgusting apartment. I also lived kind of close to that neighborhood when I lived in New York City, and my apartment was not that dirty, though it was much smaller. How small was it? Oh, my God. How small was it? I didn't have a full-size kitchen. Okay, kitchenette? I had a kitchenette, and my mini-fridge was plugged into my bathroom. Outlet. Wow. Yeah. Um, It was a studio, so I would say your living room, probably, was the whole studio. But it was in a great location. Sure. And that's what you pay for. It's a great location in this movie. Well, she left her door unlocked and her windows open. So that's why she got robbed. Oh, okay. Well, then that's on her. I mean, it wasn't a great location because it was like right in the heart of a very congested area, but you're adjacent to some great locations in Chinatown. Okay. Oh, she's sleepy. (laughs) I'm just bored. (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> so yeah they're uh, making a whole big deal about violet going 40 miles to the city also when she quits her job they're like hey can you why don't you sign this we're gonna put it on the wall <laughs> unnecessary unnecessary for the pizza owner to be like that's 20 years of ladies of girls leaving this place and never making it yeah so thanks violet Thanks for adding. It feels very unnecessary to say. Everybody's being really shitty about it. Yeah. Well, everyone's just being really jaded, which I get. Sure. Um, also, fact, because of this movie, I too sent cassette tapes with my singing on it to various recording studios. That is breaking news. When I was you young. I don't remember, but I like very much remember recording myself in my room on a cassette tape and then like labeling them and sending them in the mail. Who knows whatever happened to them? If you have one by any <laughs> chance, reach out to us, DM us on at Dawson's Darlings. Um, this movie also, like I hurt my own feelings while watching this movie because it was just a lot of like, listen, you got to have an agent to be able to submit. But yeah. you cannot submit. Like an agent doesn't isn't going to rep you unless you have something already. Oh, yeah, pickle. it was very triggering. The yeah. parallels between uh, our industry and the music industry. Yeah, and everyone's and, just really bitter and annoyed. Yeah, and then similar to Devil Wears Prada, when um, when Emily Blunt is like, "Oh, thank God you're back," to Anne Hathaway. What's her name? Anne Hathaway. She's like, I haven't peed since you left. And Anne Hathaway, you haven't peed? No, she's a bit on the phone. And we're supposed to see that as like a bad thing. 
But we are so deeply broken by the industry that when you watch it, you're like, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why would, what would she have done? <laughs> like, obviously she didn't pee. Who else would have picked up the phone? So then when she's at William Morris, RIP, and um, they're, the guy's like not listening to her. So she just fucking separates the phone cord and he looks like he's going to kill her. I think mm-hmm. that he is supposed to be the villain. But in the moment, I was like, you're kind of the villain. Yeah. This guy has a job to do. Yeah. It's not and, holding yeah. your hand through this. No. Because I'm sure he deals with a lot of songwriters. Yeah. Um, and here's a joke that I didn't get when I was young, but I got it when I watched it. It goes, and you're not getting validated. <laughs> Completely went over my head when I was 12. But I laughed out loud when I watched it this morning. I thought he meant validation like emotional validation yeah same but that was like oh he means like you're not getting your car ticket validated yeah um uh. a joke that i also did not get as a kid was um when after jersey sings for the first time in the bar they're like you know all these men wanted your number and the ladies loved you too and then um lily goes not a dry seat in the house did not <laughs> get it <laughs> until i was older then was like nice. uh, that's dirty. Yeah, it's dirty. It's about flooding the basement. Oh. Um, yeah, so let, we're into the bar now. So Jersey has the job. Does she? Okay. Are we, yeah. this is where we're at? She, now it's an audition. She's right. It's an audition. I feel like she didn't do her research for this job. No, no, no. She did not. She was just <laughs> like, hey, I saw a bunch of these ladies have a bunch of cash in their hands. They said they made $300. I feel like they probably make more money than that. That's 300 taxable. No, not taxable. I think the rest is not taxable. I think $300 that they'll tell the government. About. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's a lot to tell the government about. Um, <laughs> when I was a bartender and server, we only told the government, not, guys, don't anybody tell the government this, but I'll tell you here first. Okay. We okay. only told the government about tips that we got on credit cards. Those cash chips, free. <laughs> Baby. But in yeah. the state of New Jersey, you get um, paid like two bucks an hour. Yeah, I don't think people realize that, that there are states like New Jersey where the minimum wage and minimum wage for somebody who can collect tips is very different. Yeah, I got paid $2.15 when I was a server. You like completely rely on tips. And isn't it like you have to make like the minimum threshold for this is a job that can pay you two fifteen an hour because you make tips is like you have to make like a hundred dollars in tips a month or something completely outrageous like that where it's like that's so low oh yeah yeah it's pretty bad it is pretty bad national minimum wage you know so yes violet basically saw some women with a wad of cash and was like i can do that job it's totally fine so she goes and meets lil down in like the basement (laughs) lil is so cool in this scene she's like her hair got all the uneven partage she's Mm -hmm. cool she's doing this oh yeah she's got like a sleeveless tattoo she's holding on to the beam above her head Mm -hmm. she's like where are you from piedmont north dakota and jersey's just like listen are you gonna be wasting my time and you think that she's coming back in her face to like kick her ass and she's like you start on friday and it's like wow that's all it took i guess so shit you don't need to see any skills whatsoever (laughs) I don't even know what tequila is, but you're going to give me this job? Great. 
It's a little bit on Lil <laughs> when it goes so poorly. Lil should be like, shit, dude, I got to stop doing like that cool thing I do. I got to start really asking them like, kind of really start vetting these girls. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Violet has her audition at, at Coyote, Coyote Ugly. Here we are at the bar. At the bar. She does terribly. Um, yeah. So she shows up. In her little old navy um, two for one USA shirt, yeah. <laughs> Lil's like nice shirt. She was like, "Thanks, I got it for sale at Old Navy. It was a bogo deal." And then Lil rips it, <laughs> so it's like a cute little midriff top. Mm-hmm. And Violet's like, um, "Fucking thanks, I paid four dollars for that." <laughs> so now she looks all cute and slutty. She shakes down her hair, has her tendrils. We love tendrils on this podcast. Oh, this is a podcast for tendrils. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, go ahead, do your thing with no proper training. <laughs> and you know, everyone's like, give her shit. Do we serve water in the spark? Most do. So you would think, I don't know. I, mean, I don't it's, know. I just got here. It's only safe to serve water because you need to prevent over serving. Yes. And also, why is Lil having her start on Friday at 11 when they get the most busy? Give her a couple hours to ease into it. <laughs> Introduce her. Lil. Sheesh. This, uh, listen, uh, it's tough to give notes on a success. Yeah. Obviously, the bar is doing just fine. Mm. But I do have a couple management notes for you. I also do. You're not setting your employees up for success. You're not. And you need to really tighten up your security. Because when Violet waltzes into this bar, the security guard's like, hey, do you have ID? And she's like, oh, I'm starting work here. He's like, oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's that was easy. Too easy. Too easy. Yeah. Also, she never asked uh, Violet for ID. Yeah. Violet could be uh, 16 for all we know. Yeah. She's not, though. She's of age, We I guess. I guess. We think. We think. We don't really know. So Violet's in her audition now. She has no idea what to do. This bar clearly only sells brown liquor and beer. According to what this guy's ordering. He's like, can I get a, like a sex on the beach shot? And Lil's like, no. Can I get a margarita? No. Can I get white wine? No. We basically have liquor in a shot glass only or beer. And I'm like, interesting. Interesting business decision here, Lil. Another yeah. management note, perhaps. <laughs> but when it's so busy, maybe get faster bartenders. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. Yeah, so uh, Violet's in over her head. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And she fails miserably. You know what? I don't want to go to this bar. No, I would never want to go to this bar. I'll fucking say it. Would you want to work at this bar, though? Nope. I think I could handle it (sighs) because I like being the center of attention. I like attention. I know that's a crazy thought. Yeah. Um. And I think I could, like, buy into the whole, like, feeling sexy and dancing on the bar. Especially for money. (laughs) Am I saying I'm okay with being, like, a stripper? Anyway. I think you could handle it, stripping or not. Thank you. I think you could. There's no no shame. I would be, I'm, uh, no. It's it's not your style. I'm happy to do the books. I am happy to sweep up at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need everyone gone by then. <laughs> so then Violet very promptly gets fired because she's like, I can't get up on the bar and do this crazy 
like Devil Went Down or Georgia Dance. That I've never seen. Neither have any of the patrons, but everyone suddenly knows all the steps that all the extra, their background are doing, their stunt guys <laughs> are doing. So Violet quickly gets fired until she runs into a, the beginnings of a bar fight. And all of a sudden she's like, whoa, 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 listen, you got two options. Like, what's this voice she's doing? <laughs> Is that not the exact right accent? <laughs> No, it's like not even the accent. She's like all of a sudden, she only speaks like this, like when she's trying to be tough in this movie. You know what voice she's doing is um, one of the Olsen twins in It Takes Two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're playing baseball. Yeah. That's the voice she's doing. Yeah, so she's like, you got two options. You could you could get kicked out of this bar or uh, you could take this $10 I have right here and buy these two ladies a drink. What do you say? And these guys were like, we'll go to the bar. We'll go to the bar, yeah. And Lil's like, hold on. You're rehired because you gave away your money and told these guys to go to the bar. So welcome back to Coyote Ugly. Like, Lil, really, this is on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. So the next day... <laughs> We get our first shopping montage. Mm-hmm. First? Of the movie. Is there, are there multiple? No, just, it's, we get our shopping montage. It's nice. There's so many gratuitous shots of uh, Violet, like, getting undressed in this movie also. So, y- yes. And then I was wondering, like, who is this movie for? Because it's not for young men. Yeah. Because it's like oh. this woman, you know, who's like, has a dream. <laughs> How dare she? But I know. So men don't want to watch that. Um, but then it's like we have the, all these like silhouettes of her mm-hmm. outline. like Yeah, her bosom. Who is that shot for? A lot of midriff shots. Yeah. Oh, God. So now, now we have our shopping montage where her and the Russian tees are trying on all these cute little outfits that we all end up seeing all of these outfits throughout the course of the movie. So it was a very smart move by the costume designer. Mm-hmm. And I was trying on these little slutty outfits. Unbelievable by EMF is playing again. <laughs> oh, we totally skipped the part where she meets Kevin for the first time. Oh yeah. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that you have this movie memorized. Well, I just watched it a few hours ago. So did I. <laughs> well, I, I also watched it a lot in my childhood. Nice. Okay, so I'll go back to that and you can like, you know, put it in order. Anyway, <laughs> you can work your magic. We get our shopping montage and it is just mwah, magnifique. Chef's kiss. So Am cute. Am I allowed to do that? Yes, that's chef's kiss. Okay. Magnifique. It feels too close. <laughs> no, I, I'll allow it. Um, so they're about, yeah, she's like, I got to get you all these clothes because you got to be like a little sluttier and you can't wear old Navy USA, USA shirts at the Cody Ugly. So we skip the part where she meets Kevin for the first time. She, this poor girl, she's brazen enough to go all around New York City because she's the first singer songwriter to ever try to make it in New York City. And she wants everyone to know gonna, that. Yeah. She wants everyone to know. So she's all like shopping her little cassette tape around and then she's going to all of these little music clubs and she's like. Hey, I know you don't hear this a lot, but I'm a songwriter. Are you the so, voice of my generation? 
So do you want to just like help me get discovered now? Or, and this the bartender is like, yeah, I am too, bud. Like, what do you want from the bar? <laughs> and then he plays a trick on her and we see Kevin O'Donnell from across the bar. And he, she's like, oh my God, who's that guy? He's like saying hi to everyone. So he must be important. And the bartender is like, oh yeah, he's the music manager here. <laughs> and so she waits all night for the, for him to get off his shift and she's like, Mr. O'Donnell, here's my tape. I know you don't get this often, but I'm a songwriter and I'm trying to make it here in New York City. I came all the way here from South Amboy, New Jersey. Here it is. And he tries to play along, but then his boss ruins his cover because he's like, O'Donnell, don't leave your uh, apron around because you're a cook here. You know, you burn all the turkey burgers. And he's like, ooh. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> like, really, girl? Yeah, I can believe it. You're naive as fuck. So then she's walking home. <laughs> she's like, forget it. So she's like all storming away, walking home. It must be in the middle of the night because no one is out on the streets. And he's following her. And I'm like, wow, this man has got to stop. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to be a singer songwriter in New York city and I'm going to make it. And you're not going to stop me. And he's like, well, you know, can I, I don't fucking remember how this scene went, but they meet each other. And she's like all like side smile sassy to him. And he's like, oh, I was only staring at your ass for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So anyway, he has the tape now and he obviously listens to it because then she storms back into the sh- kitchen and is like, I want my tape back because I assume that you carry it with you at all times. <laughs> and it turns out he does because he pulls it right out of his pocket. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, it's pretty good. She was like, you listened to it? Like, yeah, you handed him a cassette tape. What is he going to do to it? Frame it? Yeah. He's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, when she makes it. And then he was like, well, when can I see you again? And she's like, all of a sudden has all this confidence because she's a coyote now. And she's like, I'm a coyote. Figure it out if you want to see me. And this fucking Australian guy is like, what? What does that mean? But he figures it out. I'm not from here. I'm not from here. Now, where is he from in that impression? Australia. <laughs> mate. Australia, mate. <laughs> All right. So where did we land? Now, Violet has her slutty little wardrobe. Oh, we're going beat by beat. <laughs> do we not for, want to? No, I want to do it. For a two-hour film. <laughs> so, establishing shot. Chinatown. <laughs> Probably should have warned people that you have the script. <laughs> All right. So anyway, she has her talking. Sh- I'm going to get some cashews real quick. Okay, great. She has her slutty little wardrobe and now she's back for her day two at the bar. And she's gotten a little bit more confidence and, you know, Bridget, what's her name? Rachel's helping her out. The Russian tease is helping her out. Cammy or whatever her name is. And here is the fun fact. I'm going to wait for you to come back because I really want you to hear this fun fact. Why'd you stop? Because I want you to hear this fun fact. And this is the line that Kevin Smith wrote that made oh, it yeah. into the film where Cammy, Camille, what's her name? The Russian girl? Cam, I'm going to call her Cammy. Okay. She gives her the little tip to spit the tequila back into, spit the shot back into the water bottle, which I don't know if I could do smoothly. And she's like, I just think I just fell in love with you. And this is the Kevin Smith line. I'm not a lesbian. I played in the minors, but I never went pro. <laughs> You can thank Kevin like Smith that. for that line. Nice. Way to go, Kev. Yeah. That was a solid line. Solid. 
Solid. Solid. So then Rachel, a.k.a. Bridget Moynihan, sets her up for failure when she gives her the water when some guy asks for water, and she sprays the fire marshal in the face and gets in twubble. So Lil's like, you're fired unless you can give me $250 right the fuck now. And so she didn't know. She didn't know. It was an honest mistake. I didn't listen. Yeah. No notes on Lil, but some notes. Some notes. I mean, she's only ever seen you spray people in the face with water when they ask for water. So what yeah. else is she to do? So then Kevin shows up and is like, ha I found you. And he's all like looking at her and she's like, I'm fired unless I can get $250. And he's like, well, I wish I can help you out. And she was like, hola, hola, hola. So she, what? Because first he's like, here's $9. I always like <laughs> to help out people in need. I always want to help out a friend. He's so sincere about it. He's like, here's a start. Here you go. You're welcome. Yeah. And she was like, this movie's so quotable. God damn it. She's like, I don't want your money. And then she auctions him off. And this little slut gets into it so quickly. He's like, no, I don't want to. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. And this is where we see Caitlin Olsen shining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's all taking off his shirt. He's doing a little shimmy. He's rubbing his areolas. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, Kevin, where'd this come from? We see a little bit of his his whitey tidies. Mm-hmm. Tidy whiteies. Yeah. Oh, it's better. That's better. That's better. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as some lady reaches 250, Violet stops it and takes the money. Like, bitch, you could have gotten so much more. You gotta ride that wave. Yeah. Pocket the rest. That's just bad business. Which is what he tells her. Yeah. Could have gotten 275. She could have gotten 500. Kaylin Olsen was DTF. Oh, Australian accent? Who wouldn't be? Oof. Um, so then he's like, in order to make it up to me, you got to go on like all these dates with me. And this, in this all thread, these? all these dates, throughout this whole movie, no one sleeps. Because she gets off at like 2 a.m. They hang out for hours. They go get food. He picks up some comic books. She's like, wow, you're a geek. And it's like, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, no. Comic books are very cool. Okay. Okay. All right. And then he's like, we're going to go sit on the hood of my car now in Brooklyn. But nobody knows it's Brooklyn unless you know the area. Okay. So I, guess, I knew it was Brooklyn right Yeah, away. no. You definitely probably picked that up. So yeah, it's Brooklyn for sure. <laughs> you can tell because you can see you're looking at Manhattan. That's yeah, no, you're not telling me anything I don't know. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> and then they go like throw fish around. She's like, "What the I haven't gotten myself into." And then like the sun is coming up and she's finally going home. And they're like, "What cool. time did her shift start?" 11. Oh my god. She probably gets off at like three o'clock They hang out all throughout the night. She gets home and then she looks at her wad of cash and she's like, "I'm going to go spend this." And I'm like, "Bitch, Go to bed. Also, get in the shower. You've been slugging raw fish. Yeah, don't just, and also don't spend it. Yeah, you save it. You got, you just got robbed. Well, she gets that sweet ass uh, MacBook Pro. Yeah, the Apple MacBook. She gets it later, but. You can burn CDs. Mm Mm-hmm, and she does. I used to burn CDs, man. Oof, what a time. I had a PC that could etch into the top, like, the, what? Yeah. I had to make my own labels. Mm-mm. I would make so many labels. They look so fucking cool. That does look cool. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was very fucking cool. <laughs> William Morris did not care. Oh, they didn't? Damn it. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> and they already had somebody that just got in there uh, and, like, broken his phone cord, so. Well, they're not even going to validate your parking. I know. No validation for me. 
So now this love is blossoming. <laughs> this romance is blossoming between Kevin mm-hmm. and Vi. Vi. Mm-hmm. <sighs> John Goodman's all like, how's this job of yours? He's like just businessmen uh, after work on having a martini, right? Right, 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 right? And she's like, yeah, definitely. He's like, whose car is that? It looks like a guy's car. She's like, oh, it's just a friend. He's like, yeah, definitely. He's so cute. He all like gives her pepper spray. I know, spray. it's so hard to be mad at him because on the one on the face value, you're like, come on, dude. That's no, crazy. he's doing nothing wrong. So sweet. He's so sweet. It's John Goodman. Yeah. And he shows up at Coyote Ugly uninvited mm-hmm. to see Violet dancing on the bar with people pouring pitchers of water over her. You could see her black brazier through her shirt. First of all, she has a black brazier. That's how we know she's gone wild. That means she wants to have sex. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, and he shows up unannounced to see this, which is like a little cringy. I actually feel bad for him. Yeah. That's a, also just like, fellas, let your kids know you're going to visit them at work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And listen, I know you're not driving all the way into the city, paying that, well, at the time it was probably like 10 buck, $10 toll in the tunnel just to turn around and go home. You think he's paying tolls? Look at where he works. Yeah, but he works for the parkway. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, those are different things. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Fun fact, another fun fact. The um, toll booth that, yeah, the toll booth that he works at is actually in Long Island. Oh, shit. I mean, in the movie, it's supposed, it plays as New Jersey, but the actual toll booth is in Long Island. It plays as New Jersey really well. I think so, too. Have you ever had someone do a one, two, three for you? No, I can't say that that is a thing that's ever happened to me. I wish. I would be so goddamn confused if I was just like a motorist going through. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I'd have a panic attack and be like, wait, should I stop? Should I not? I don't want to get a ticket. I don't want to get pulled over. I don't want to cause an accident. Too confusing. Yeah. Well, that is a fun fact. Thank you. You're so welcome. Great. I don't really love cashews. I don't really love cashews either, but these ones are good. They're from Trader Joe's. Mm. Originally purchased for Trader Joe's. Stolen from the This Is Us crappy office. Nice. Then what happens? <laughs> Exterior day. You got this movie under control here. I'm just hanging out. I'm here for the ride. So, oh yes, we have our blossoming love. Uh, John Goodman shows up at work and he's like, I can't believe you have a job. <laughs> and they're not talking anymore. They're not speaking. They are simply he's not so speaking. mad. He's so he's mad here. at her. He later tells her, I am ashamed of you. Yeah, it's pretty... It's a little too far. It's a little too far. Like, you you don't really have anything to worry about, John Goodman. (laughs) (sighs) On top of that, the falling out with her father, things are exploding between her blossoming love with Kevin because he's like, wait, no, no, wait, I have to go back to this because I have a funny comment. (laughs) He's trying to woo her, right? Their love is blossoming. And he's like, I want you to overcome your fear, your stage fright, so I set this whole thing up for you. I borrow this keyboard. I got all these cardboard cutouts so that you could like sing. And she goes, you did all this just to hear me sing? Like, no, girl, he no. did all this to uh, your uh. movies. 
Yeah, he's not going to even honestly be listening. No, he wants to see you naked. And so then she's like, she's like, I can't sing. But she starts seducing him and taking off his clothes. And they cut to him and his face is like, oh, my God, it's working. It's working. It's working. And like, lo and behold, it is working because then they sleep together. That means they they have sex. And then once again, nobody sleeps. So in the middle of the night, she wakes up and starts playing in the dark. And it's super sultry. And she's just like. And he's just sitting there like, because he doesn't care. He just got laid, so he doesn't care. Yeah. Anyway, so they're blossoming love. Anyway, they're all like smooching all over New York City and record stores and stuff. And then he's like, I got you a gig at an open mic night. You're welcome. And she's like, oh my God, that is so sweet. I'm so scared, but thank you. Turns out that night is crazy at Coyote Ugly. They're so busy. I know. It's nuts. They're never busy. They're never and busy. This Lil, is too, it's a shock. It's a shocker. Lil is like, you're not leaving because we're so busy. And she's like, oh, Kevin, Lil won't let me leave. And he's like, she doesn't own you. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't own you. Here's, here's, what, you, here's what people are missing. You're <laughs> so earnest. <laughs> you were so earnest. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. You did uh, it forever. I'm not fucking cutting that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and because Violet doesn't show up, there's a space open at the elbow room. It costs Kevin. Hang on. Can we not brush past how great of a name the elbow room is? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's solid. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, it costs Kevin that punisher comic book thing no it's the amazing spider superman no it's the amazing spider-man and it's the first um appearance of the punisher so that's what he has to give up (laughs) and here's another fun fact me and my friends used to pause and rewind this part where he hands back he like thrusts the comic book back in this guy's hand and he makes this face like "Mm," you know the face because mm-hmm. we loved the face so much, so we would pause and rewind it to just like see his little face. <laughs> and by we, I mean me. That's adorable. I love that so much. And we like loved that little face he made. Anyway, so he gets back this comic book and he's like, oh, damn it, this comic book. <laughs> and so things are just like going wrong all around for poor Violet. She's fighting with her dad. She's fighting with Aussie Kevin. And it's like none <laughs> Aussie, of these more like awesome, awesome Kevin. And no one, and she's just not making it yet. She's been in New York for like a month and she's not famous yet. That's what's craziest about this whole thing. (laughs) How has it not happened for her yet? How has it not happened for her? I know. Um, And on top of all that, she comes home one day. All of her tapes have been returned to sender. So what does she do? She throws them down the stairs. The poor postman. The poor super. That's not helpful to anybody no it's rude it's very it's not manners that's for damn sure right yeah that sucks so anyway things are going crazy violet's best friend melanie linsky is getting married at the knights of columbus again another very jersey thing to do actually pronounced lipinski but whatever all my linsky heads really know (laughs) <laughs> and we have this awkward scene between her and John Goodman. 
because they're still not talking. He's not wearing socks. He's wearing this clip-on tie. And he's like, I was so ashamed of you. I can't believe it. Which is like even worse than saying I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Yes. But they have this little dance and then they go their separate ways. But then he gets hit by a car (laughs) and breaks his leg. That same night. That same evening. He's going to the toll booth. He breaks his leg. She goes to the hospital and is like, oh, my God. Melanie Linsky shows up on her wedding night at the hospital. That guy's only been her family for a couple minutes, but. You've been in my family for years. Yeah. That's how her voice sounds in this movie. Like, she literally sounds like Didi Cohn in Greece. You've been in my family for years. (laughs) So stupid. I love it. So then I don't really remember what transpires, but for some reason, again, Kevin O'Donnell shows up a coyote ugly while Violet's at the, on top of the bar singing, having a grand old time with this drunk regular. And he's like kind of putting his hands on her and Kevin goes off. He's like, that is my girlfriend. And she's like, Oh my God, that is the one rule Lil has. Now she's going to fire me because I have a boyfriend. So my dad's mad at me because I have a job. My boyfriend's mad at me because I have a job. And my boss is mad at me because I have a boyfriend. It's a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> so there's a big fight. Lil fires her on the spot. They get in this also, huge- here's the thing, though. First of all, she didn't ask this guy. She didn't ask Mr. O'Donnell to come over that day. To the yeah. Bar. Again, unannounced. She- we're not in ladies. We are no longer taking fucking fault for the things that these boys do. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of unreasonable. Like the whole thing's a little unreasonable, and it's a little unreasonable for him too. Like, dude, yeah, you're seeing, you're coming into a situation where you're seeing this guy dancing up on your girlfriend, but like, chill out. Also, like you know where your girlfriend works, right? Are you shocked that this is happening? Like, this is probably happening more often than you think. This is a consistent situation. Sure, 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 (laughs) sure. So then they go outside and they have this big fight where she's just like, he's like, I can't believe you wouldn't sing in front of people. And she's like, I told you, I don't like, I have stage fright. It is a really big deal. I'm very traumatized by it. And it's not irrational at all. Nope. And then she like digs into him a little and she's like, huh. Why did you run away from home, Kevin? And he tells his whole side of the story and is like, ah, it's like a whole sob story about how he doesn't have parents and he was always moving around. It's like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, my dream is to live on my own. Yeah, (laughs) who fucking cares about his shit? And then she goes back inside, Lil fires her and she's all pissed. And then she goes home, leans against the window, cries, looks at old pictures of her dead mom and is like, my life is falling apart. Oh, we forgot to say that the um, stage fright that she has is hereditary. Mm-hmm. Her mom tried to make it also. Right, yes. So now Val has to go through her own little personal renaissance, right? She's, everything's falling apart. It's the dark night of the soul, as us writer nerds call it. Mm-hmm. And everything falls apart. It is accurate and super fucking nerdy, but that is true. I never claim to be cool, except all the other times. I try so hard to be cool. You are. It worked. You. you are. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, yeah. So then when John Goodman gets in his horrific car accident, she goes to the hospital and they make up because that's what you do and that happens. Yeah. 
He's like, oops, I almost died, but I'm sorry. And she's like, it's totally fine. I love you. Been there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he has a date. He has a date with a cute little nurse, redheaded nurse. Mm -hmm. Go get it, John. And everything's all like copacetic. Violet is trying now to make up with Kevin, her little boy, who she misses, and shows up unannounced. Like, people had phones back then. Like, you can call each other. Yeah, can I tell you something? Don't do this. No. Don't just show up at anyone's house. And he's showing some girl his apartment. Turns out it's because she is renting it from him. But Violet takes takes that as he has a new girlfriend. He's already moved on. So she's passed. They're not speaking. You kind of brought it on yourself, just so you know. Yeah. But you know what? Like I said, Violet's having her own little personal renaissance. She is going about her day. She's going to all of these little songwriting venues and is like passing her CD around because she has a CD now. All of a sudden, she's like, listen. She's like, I have to. Like, I'm a songwriter. My dad almost died yesterday. I have a MacBook now. I can burn my own CDs. I saw this gentleman dancing in his apartment and I decided to use his urban beat to my song. I am so inspired by the city. <laughs> Just it's, it's, it's its own character in many ways. It's you everywhere, know? you know? <laughs> so now she's got this little beat to the bottom of her can't fight the moonlight track. Loving you. Uh, uh. We got some fake piano playing on the rooftop. We see her messing with the pitch on the MacBook. Yeah. And she it, makes herself laugh. <laughs> LOL, 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 LOL. She is moving and grooving. <laughs> she's and, having, you know what she is? She's having fun finally with her journey. Uh, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been it's roughly been, two weeks. It's been a trying two weeks. Yeah. 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 And then she gets the validation she asked for at William Morris in the form of Lil coming and apologizing at her very chill, I'm very envious of this job, um, little barista gig, you know? Seems very nice. Yeah, at a coolly lit, like, brunch spot. Like, brunch spot after the brunch crowd leaves. Oh. And Lil comes and apologizes and offers her her job back. And Violet's like, no thanks. I'm good. I make about 50 bucks a day here, so I'm (laughs) set. Things are going very well. Things are going my way. And uh, not to brag, Lil, but I have a MacBook now. So, I... Used a payment plan to buy it. I think uh, I think we all know where this story is headed. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a very tender moment between Lil and Violet. She's like, listen, I was a huge bitch. That bar is my home. I would sleep there if I had the guts to walk around barefoot, which is kind of funny. Yeah. That's a direct quote. Direct yeah. quote. Direct <laughs> quote. Um, is that also an Australian accent? Direct quote. <laughs> I'm from Sydney, Australia. (laughs) (laughs) You're excellent. It truly is amazing that I'm not famous. Um, Okay, so. It's shocking to me every single day of my goddamn life. (laughs) Violet decides she's moving back home, which again is not a big deal because she is from South Amboy. Guys, this is like literally a half hour on the train. She's moved back home to take care of her father, who is now on crutches. It's such a huge deal. But the Bowery Ballroom was like, Violet, we loved your compact disc. You must play here. Must. And Violet's finally like, finally, 
it's all coming to get, it's all happening. I'm becoming a songwriter because the Bowery Ballroom wants me. Everyone knows Bowery B- Ballroom. That's it. That's the, that's where you land. That's the show. That's it, baby. The Bowery Ballroom <laughs> was a real place, but Heston's closed down. Ah, rip, rip, indeed. Uh, so she's got this gig now, and. Everyone from Coyote Ugly is going, all the bartenders. Lil calls uh, Kevin up and is like, do yourself a favor and read page 26 of The Voice. The Voice was a newspaper. Again, doesn't exist anymore. I, it's every once in a while it occurs to me that you are going beat by beat on this movie. It's making me laugh so hard. I can see the boredom in your eyes and honestly, it's fine. <laughs> I love it. I am not bored. Also, I just don't want to interrupt. It's so good. Whoever's still listening, I can. Your your boredom is deafening, and I hear you. And I also do not care. I'm having a blast. I can assure you. I can assure you. This is getting cut down to like twelve minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. So we got dad. We got uh, what's her name? Melanie Linsky. John Goodman, Melanie Linsky, and Violet. They're in the car drive into the city for this gig. We got all the girls from Coyote Ugly and the security guard gathering to go to the bar, which is so cute. They're all supporting, even Rachel. Gloria. Gloria, thank you. Um, And we got Kevin maybe showing up. Oh, we don't know. Because he, did he read the her name in the voice newspaper? We'll find out. We'll see. But not before. Violet has... A breakdown on the way there. She's like, I can't do this. And she pulls a very dangerous Yui at the toll booth, at the toll Multiple plaza. Multiple very dangerous Yui's. Yeah. But then John Goodman's like, listen, I bought your autograph from the pizza guy because I wanted to have the first, which is also so cute. So sweet. It's very he paid sweet. a lot of money for it. Yeah, but like my guy, you probably have her autograph somewhere, like on some kind of document. But it's like this, the, it's the it's, moment. It's the moment. And it's it's beautiful. It's so really he's like, sweet. he's like, by the way, your mom didn't have stage fright. She just quit because I told her to. So it's not hereditary. And Violet's like, what? Yeah. Just casually. Oh my God. It's not, I don't have this gene where I can't sing in front of people, but not normally. But like it's just my me. own songs. The doctors told me I had it. I was diagnosed with this. So anyway, then she pulls another really dangerous <laughs> Yui. We get the one, two, three from the toll booth plaza. Mm-hmm. Again, really make her feel it this time. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. All the people at the toll booth plaza are like, yeah, no, we care. We <laughs> really care. Good luck. And we yes. get to the Bowery. Yes. We come in hot to the Bowery Ballroom. We come up on the curb. We almost hit a couple of pedestrians. Pedestrians. No, I know. And Violet's like, oh my God, I'm about to sing exactly one song roughly five minutes of my life to a crowd of people could you do it yes (laughs) it's a a real overestimation of this fear like this whole time like girl yeah please just fucking do it but she gets there everyone's there we got rachel back punching some guy for cat calling her on stage all the lights shut down. In her defense, mm-hmm. the uh, anger management classes are really working. <laughs> and she's standing up for her friend. Yeah. So she, nice. so she, Violet's up there and it's all like, here's the beat. Here's that little urban beat that you heard on your rooftop. And she's like, I can't do this. But then the lights go down 
And then we see Kevin and he's like, huh, I know that this is about to go down because I slept with her one time and this happened. And then she was able to sing. Mm-hmm. So the lights go down. I healed her. You're welcome. You're welcome, mates. And then she comes up to the microphone again and she's like, loving you. And then the music comes in and the whole band is there and she's rocking it. And everyone's like, Violet! Easy transition to Coyote Ugly three months later. She's made it. Her journey is over. Leanne Rhymes now sings Can't Fight the Moonlight. We're having a album release party at Coyote Ugly the Bar. It is, everything is on a track unlike anything else mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. It is so fast. That's yeah. a true, she skyrocketed. It, in a way, I blame it for my disillusioned view of my own journey. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks a lot to Gina McManus. Hey, not in this house. Not in this. We only have respect for Gina Fattori. And uh, yeah, so everything's amazing. And she repays her debt to Kevin when she gives her him back the fucking comic book thing. And he's like, oh my God. It's not a fucking comic book thing. It's the amazing Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. It's the first uh, like introduction of the Punisher. It's the first introduction of the publisher. No. (laughs) Punisher. Jesus. And then Christ. they have this like really slow kiss, but not before Violet auctions off her dad, which is kind of weird. Here's where we see Alex Borstein. She auctions off her dad in front of his girlfriend that he just got. Yeah, but she wins at least. She wins the yeah. bid. Yeah, because he's like, you better fucking bid on me. Yeah, she's a trooper. Yeah. And then a very slow kiss to end us out. And that is Coyote Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> that was fucking incredible. So a couple of fun facts about Zaz's reading just now. Um, <laughs> first of all, I did walk away and go get cashews and come back. Second of all, I did um, not stop. She had not seen that movie in seven years. Is that true? No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you, no, it's not true. You oh, literally yeah. just watched it today. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, great. Great. Oh, that's it. That's it. Can I give you a couple um, fun facts? Yes. Okay, Cal- calm down. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. <laughs> um, uh, Jessica Simpson went through many auditions for Piper's role, but was cut when filmmakers refused to take out the sex scene. That never ended up happening anyway. Exactly. Oh, God, I'm um, so glad Jessica Simpson wasn't in that movie. Oh, my God. Yes. It's, yeah. not, it's just not the same movie. It's not it. I don't, oh God, no. Do you want to talk about Liz Gilbert? So this movie was inspired by, or I guess adapted by a article that Elizabeth Gilbert, we all know her from her Eat, Pray, Love fame, mm-hmm. your favorite early 2000s self-help book. Um, she wrote, she worked at the Coyote Ugly, the real Coyote Ugly, Coyote Ugly in the East Village in Manhattan. And she wrote an article about her experiences for GQ, which is what spurred the film. Indeed. Um, John Goodman admitted that he only participated in this film for the money. Good on you. Like, why wouldn't? Why else would you? I just have a real passion for stories about 
women pursuing their dreams while also working at a bar. <laughs> Just speaks to my soul. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. The soundtrack album of this movie was on the Billboard Top 40 album chart for over a year. It I has believe sold it. more than 3 million copies. I owned it. Me too. It was good. Also, it's the only time that I think I would listen to a Kid Rock song and like actually jam out to it because that song was so well cued in this movie. I would love to tell you I agree. I want to first say that Kid Rock sucks. Sucks. Yeah, no, I 100%. Yeah, he sucks. Fuck that dude. And and like his vibe, all of it. Just fuck that Mm -hmm. guy. Um, However, as you know, I have a lot of family that currently lives in Michigan. Mm. And so let me tell you about the amount of times that I have listened to, jammed out to, gotten down with, not gotten down with, but like um, just really rocked out to. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. But in this movie, when that song plays and they're all dancing, like it really hits the spot. Yeah. You almost yeah, forget for a second it is Kid Rock because you want to be a cowboy, baby. Yeah, you do. He's a That's a sexy dancer. song. But again, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's, he sucks, but yeah. that song is sexy. Yeah. Um, and then um, here's like a fun random fact. Um, Bridget Moynihan, your girl. My girl. Uh, was taller than set designers thought, and so the bar above the counter was raised so she wouldn't hurt herself during dance scenes. Mm, I believe that. She is extremely tall. How tall is she? How tall is she? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm five feet tall, so everyone's much taller than me. But mm-hmm. she's... I would have to say she's at least 5'10", five, 5'12", five, like almost six feet tall. 5'12", wow. 5'12". <laughs> she's at um, least 5'10". I mean, she's very tall. She was a model. Do you have any final thoughts on the film? I loved it. It, it holds up. It's fun. It, it's so um, fun. Makes you think it's a lot easier to make it. In any in world. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Than it is. Yeah. It is not that easy. But overall, A+. One of my biggest fears, um, I work in New York City. Yeah, I work in New York City and I drive in the city because I have whatever. You don't care. But I, one of my – no, not – I know you care, but the, okay. the general you. I'm so mad. Nobody else cares. Well, fuck, Why? Well, fuck them then. Yeah. But one of my biggest fears about driving and parking in the city is getting booted. That seems pretty awful. I got a parking ticket the other day. But it's different. Okay. I get tickets all the time. Trust. But when you get booted, I think it's like, I don't know what you would do. Like, I think it's a really hefty fine to get that freaking thing taken off. That seems pretty bad. And it's illegal to just like have one in your car and pretend you got booted. It is? I, it has to be. I would assume so. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I see people booted all the time and I'm just like, oh my God, I would never want to be booted. Like just tow my car at that point. <laughs> just throw me off. At the least bridge. I'll know where to go to get it. All right. Well, this is officially our longest episode ever. What's oh my that? god, that's our. I was gonna do like a little close. <laughs> that's let's hear it. Yeah. So time. that's our hiatus episode, baby. Coyote Ugly. You love to revisit a classic like Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it recently, do yourself a favor. 
do yourself a favor and um, hit us up in the DMs if you have any additional thoughts or fun facts. We'd love to hear them, although I'm pretty sure we cover them all. But, you know, we're open to... I cannot imagine one single thing that we may have missed. Well, let us know if you have one. Yeah. Hey, I have something. Yeah. Uh, I want to offer a public (laughs) thank you and apology to um, one of our Instagram followers, Kim K. Kim Kardashian. Kim K. Nineteen. Uh, Kimberly Crockett, because this is the person that commented <laughs> on the announcement of the next of the newest episode. <laughs> it was a, uh, hey, here's Coda. Coda's out now for you to listen to. And she commented, worst episode, and I just was like, I'm not even mad. I just am curious. Do you mean the episode or do you mean uh, um, from us? <laughs> and she she immediately was like, no, no, the show, the show, the show. It's like like Dawson's Creek. Yeah. It was not her favorite episode, um, but it gave me such a laugh. And then you immediately commented that you would have you understood either way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it would have been ballsy for someone to be like, "This has been your worst episode ever." But at the same time, like we know, <laughs> hard to have a worse episode because then you having a worst implies that there's a best. Oh, there's definitely not a best. No, so so it's tricky, but. Uh, we appreciated the feedback, and it made me laugh so hard once I got over the trauma. Yeah, sure. You know, we didn't have – we weren't triggered at all by that in any way. No, 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 no. Anyway, hey. I liked it. I appreciated it. I liked it too. We love engagement. Yeah. Hey, Kim. What's up, bud? If anyone wanted your advice on how quickly it takes to make it, where can they find you? <laughs> I'm the one to go to. Mm-hmm. You want to talk overnight success? Read my book. <laughs> one night takes too long. My, my book, <laughs> Overnight Success. If it takes you the full night, you fucked up. Get a new dream. Forward by Zaz. <laughs> Fine. Um, uh, if you want to see what it looks like, if for us, what can only be described, hopefully, as a slow burn. <laughs> um, at Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter. At Kim Moffat is here on TikTok. Talking ticks. Talking ticks. Yes. If somebody wanted to talk to you about the commute distance between New Jersey and New York. Unfortunately, I'm very well versed as a commuter myself. Um, and you may not want to ask me about this because I'm going to give you some serious answers here. You may not want to Someone hear. Someone needs to. You may not this want to hear. This doesn't. <laughs> you can find me at Ashley Zaz on Instagram. Cool. And um, I said tic- I said Twitter for mine, but I, by the time this comes out, there might not be there a Twitter. There won't so be a Twitter anymore. Twitter. Yeah, I've stopped saying Twitter. <laughs> oh, um, so, you know, and then this show, we actually did have social media needs, but only on Twitter. We're at Elon Musk, uh, so we're not around anymore. But. We are blue verified on Twitter. No, but that is that is in fact untrue because we are on Instagram at Dawson's Darlings. Kim K knows. Kim K knows, and she knows how to uh, get immediate feedback from us. Yeah, she An knows immediate response. how to literally get me to stop doing the dishes and respond to your tweet, to your Insta, whatever it is. You know, immediately. Your girl pulled over. You did? <laughs> I saw we had a comment. So I said, I was stopped at a red light. I was like, let me see what this comment is. Worst episode. Let me pull over. Oh my God. And just ask a quick follow-up. Again, not going to argue either way. No judgments here. Just want to know for future reference. 
just trying to take temperature out here, you know? Next week, we are back with season five. That's crazy. Yeah, getting into it. Season five, episode one. I'm excited where they're going to go with everything. I am excited to see your response. All right. Season five, episode one, The Bostonians. Tune in. Join us. Love you. Bye.